I had met, hugged, and kissed a man from Slovenia. Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 74 for April 5th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. I tried doing it up a step. Yeah, no, you nailed it. Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and... Greg Mead. Guess what? Bill's going to go last this week because I definitely want to give him the most amount of time to talk about Hotlanta. So, Tim, why don't you go first? What are you working on? Uh, hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I just feel What's like up? you're rushing me. I wanted to banter a little. I'm rushing you? <laughs> I thought you said you're, you're Scottish in descent. What? Um, well, no, I just wasn't sure what you put putting in your salad. But... um. <laughs> are you able to do the horn for yourself? I probably can. Uh, let's see. Let's see how it comes out. Already. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty half-hearted, but all right. Well, I don't feel like I deserve a whole... Uh, what right. am I working on? Uh... <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? Great to talk again. I'm Phil. That's Tim. That's Bill. Yada, yada. Get to talking. Okay. Isn't it kind of uh, weird that I've been really quiet, letting you two just go on about your well, merry you, way? You know darn well you are going to get the bulk of this episode, so I, you just yeah. keep your vocal cords warm. Yeah, go do your exercises. <laughs> me, my, mo, me. <laughs> um, I I got some um, I got some new software from uh, Vectric. They're the ones that make the CNC software. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And so they upgraded me to your opening your beer bottle in front of the microphone <laughs> over my. This is my this is my moment in the spotlight. <laughs> no, this is your moment, Mister Demille. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so th- they um. I've been I've been talking with them and developing a relationship with the company. Super cool people, and uh, they upgraded my software to Aspire, which is like this amazing package of like CNC CAD CAM software stuff that I'm just beginning to try and you know peel back the layers on. Um, so I'm coming up close on on twenty thousand subscribers pretty soon on my YouTube channel. So I thought what? I would. No um, way. Yeah, if if I don't make more stinker videos that make people unsubscribe, because I do that sometimes too. <laughs> but, yeah. But um, so I thought it'd be fun to to use this software. So I've been messing around besides making furniture and all that stuff, which I'm doing, you know, as I always am. Um, and besides the the bass guitar, uh, which I'll have a video coming out soon, I've been messing around getting ready for this 20k thing. Uh, and so I I thought I would remake the badge for my truck. I'd put 10,000k or 10,000 with the YouTube logo on my truck. 10,000 subscribers ago and so I thought it'd be kind of cool that since what I'm into right now is this new technology to to try and do this like overly complicated way of doing something very simple basically and it's been uh, a lot of fun so uh, I just I love learning new things so that's been I've been trying to I've been falling behind on my work because I've been like learning new things and I just I think that's that's awesome to do so how about you it's the best reason to fall behind yeah because I mean I know in the future it's going to actually speed me up but absolutely you know so how about you, Phil? I uh, finished off and shipped out all of my... <laughs> Look at this social justice warrior over here. <laughs> Look at this. 
Like some kind of Marvel heroes. Yeah, yeah, he's the hero we didn't ask for. And uh, the one who keeps showing up. So, um, uh, I have no Etsy orders on my bench right now. They are all gone, done. I know. Let's do that. Let's do that. (laughs) Yes. So how many bunny boxes have you gotten done, though? So just the prototype. Okay. So That's I the did hardest the, one. Yeah. Well, I did the prototype last night. I brought it in. I wanted to get approval on it, and there's going to be a couple of changes to it, but still fairly easy. It's going to be glued and bratted together, and instead of a – well, I'm still doing a sliding lid, but instead of being plywood, it's going to be clear acrylic. So nice. you, you see the bunny inside, yeah. and I'll put it in a bed of wood shavings, and there'll be like a little card in there, and then the artists are going to paint all of them. So we, as you guys know, we have uh, like 10 or 12 – artists full-time in the back so they're literally going to take these boxes that are going to be unfinished just pine and they're going to be uh they're painting them and it's going to be everyone's going to be different nice really cool yeah. that's i want to paint one that sounds like fun <laughs> done can i get a job in your art department uh, i'd have to see some of your canvas work ah, i got nothing okay, that's pretty, we, don't, we don't have visual you've made slippers that counts doesn't it no no no, no surprisingly mm. no i just i always wanted to learn to paint and this so is not I thought, the place you learn to paint. This is the place I thought that's you, what jobs were for. That's why I get jobs, to learn oh. to do stuff. On the job training, Phil. Yeah. What century are you living in? You got the whip? <laughs> oh, shh. Back to work. That's a hell of a whip got... noise. Um, okay. Okay, forget us. I will, now I want to hear about everything right. that have happened in Atlanta. Don't leave anything out. Or how many people said awesome things about me. Go. All right. Well, let's start with that. Let's start with I'm just Mr. <laughs> Mr. David Gunn. Get that out of the wanted, way quick. <laughs> David Gunn introduced himself to me, and he wanted to let me know um, that he is the guy that said that he thought Phil Pinsky was a, uh, the funniest guy on, on podcasts. And um, I basically i i um, i called security. I had them remove him immediately from the. Uh, no, no, uh, he was super cool. And David, I want to say thank you. You know why? You're you're an amazing person. And I'm gonna have a hard time. With, there was so many people I met. There was so much that happened in Atlanta. But I thought I'd start off with some of my screw ups. And maybe next week I'll have a better list to say thank you so and so and so and so. But check this out. So uh, Jeremy Crawford came up to me and said, "Hey, Bill." Um, Love the podcast. Great job. You know, I got Woodshop 101 and I'm like, oh, that's great. You got a new podcast. And no, Jeremy has had Woodshop 101 has been around for well over a year, well over a year. And uh, I listened to a couple episodes just recently and these guys are good. So give them a listen. Um, This is one of my favorite screw ups of the of the night. So somebody gave me a couple of cigar boxes because they knew I was doing the cigar box thing for the guitars. And I'm not talking about like a regular cigar box. These are like a piano lacquered finish to these. No, Hmm. they're beautiful. I mean, they're awesome. Say, Hey man, do something with these. These are awesome. Um, they're beautiful. I mean, they have felt they're like, I, I'm going to have to make 20 before I'm even going to touch these because they're that nice. So later on in the evening, I walk up, somebody said something, I'm holding them because I, uh, I left them in uh, somebody's car and I got them out on my way to the room, started talking to, um, uh, Nick Wiegand from run CNC. I'm like, oh, yeah. Nick, check these out, man. Somebody gave me these cigar boxes at uh, Joel Crawford's place. This is amazing. You see, he guess. looks at me. And he's all, yeah, it was me, man. I gave him to you. Dave's not home, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nick Wiegand from Run CNC, check out his channel. Nick, I love you, brother. Nick and is one I of the to... nicest guys I've ever met. And I can't, oh, I'm my just... gosh. He bought, we he met bought him in Vance Boston. and I 
Yeah, he bought Vance and I dinner last year in, in Atlanta. Um, yeah. He's just like a sweetheart, and you just totally disrespected him. <laughs> yeah, man. That was me. It was five minutes ago. Over there. I did not I did not just disrespect uh, uh, Nick. I, 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 I got a few more to go. Uh, Sarah Connor. Uh, who else for, are they upset? The, the, the first, I, I think it was Friday. So Friday... Um, there's this girl and I recognize her and I keep staring at her all night and I'm talking to everybody in the world. I don't mention her. And then finally the next day, I think it was, I walk up and she cut. Now she's giving me a dirty look. I'm like, Oh, Sarah, I'm so sorry. Cause I've, I've been on hangouts with her so many times. It's ridiculous. So Sarah, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a, I'm old and my brain doesn't work quite as well. Um, See, Nick you know, Ryan, I, you know, both, both uh, Nick and Sarah, actually their, their, uh, their avatars don't show their faces really well on like Facebook and whatnot. Um, like Sarah's just her eyes, if I remember correctly. And then Nick is on a bike, so you can't really see his face. So you do have, there is some room for that. Like you've been if, on hangouts together. No, no, no. I've been oh. on hangouts with Sarah no, no, like then. more than a few times. There's no <laughs> then, excuse. Then you just There's suck. none. But <laughs> so here, here's, here's the fun too. Um, Nick Ryan, we met him in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Nick. He gave me a, a an I make little license plate keychain out of leather that he made. It's really Sick. super cool. And he's going to send one to Casey. Thank you. But I, I couldn't remember his name all night for the life of me. And it's like, I called him Brian. I think I called him Fred and Nick. I love you, brother. Thank you so much for forgiving me. And then, um, another one of my favorites all night. First of all, Brian Lane from wooden creations. I know I kept forgetting his name, but that's not the point. The point is he's wearing a mask in his avatar for his YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked it out, you know, one of them cool uh, dust masks. And he looks like he's 15. Yeah. Well, the guy's in his 30s, and I think he's seven foot four. He's huge. <laughs> but I, I got to hang out with Brian, and uh, his dad was there too, got to meet him. So that was a lot of fun. So I want to say thank you to all these folks. And I know there's more people I screwed up. Um, Rob Dean, uh, uh, another another fun guy, gave me some pen blanks. Thank you, Rob. He gave um, Vance and I a tour of the aquarium because he was still working there at the time. I think he just recently left. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he, yeah, it was awesome. Super nice guy. I, I, hey, I can't tell you the amount. Uh, uh, Jerry Blakesley, I got to hang out and spend time with Jerry. Oh, yeah? And his daughter, Amanda. And, awesome. And one of the highlights of, of my weekend, Amanda is amazing, bright, She's going to be whatever she wants to decide to be in this world. Jerry did a great job with her. I mean, he says she raised him, but I don't know. They're what an amazing people. Uh, Jesse Weta, of course, was there, um, running around helping out Izzy's, uh, entire operation and just being the most amazing host that you could ever imagine. Greeting people, talking to people, introducing people to me. Um, she was, and she was, like I said, she was really helping Izzy out with the, the TMA thing that was going on. And then I I got to catch my breath real quick. So uh, real quick, last, and this one kind of meant a lot to me, but um, Opa. Mm. And I don't think Opa, I don't remember if he has a channel or not, but he's, Opa's he's in workshop. the group. Yeah. Opa's workshop. I got to meet him, and it was probably definitely one of the highlights. And Opa, I love you. I want you to know that. He loves us. He loves our, our YouTube. I got to talk with him for quite a while, and all I can say is thank you. Opa, you are the man in... Another big guy. That's another thing I want to say. I don't know what it is about California, but I've always felt like I'm not a small person at all. I'm six foot and trying to lose weight, but 235, I'm a little guy. I am a little guy compared, except for Chris Cute. When I went to give Chris Cute a hug, I actually picked him up and carried him 20 yards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jason McGinn, Mark, Jamie Page, all these guys. So I, I need to take a break. Anyway. Oh, and Tim, your bass was uh, quite the highlight. People didn't know it was made out of timber strand, and I, I got to sound like I knew what I was talking about because I knew that's what it was. Everybody loves the pictures you've been posting of it. Just so oh, you know. cool. I just just t- tonight is Monday that we're recording this. Um, the it arrived at its destination for the new oh. owner of the base, and so there's actually I put up I shared his the uh, Nick Taylor's the the guy that hired me to make it for his son Magnus. And uh, his son is, I think, fourteen or fifteen. I don't remember. And so there's video up there of him playing it, which, like, I, you know, you, you know, all of us know as makers, like, we make stuff for people, we send it to them or whatever, and, and then they send us a picture of like their new dining table with all the chairs around the thing. Yeah, you know, so I was like, oh, that's really nice to see, you know. And like, you know, Phil, you talked about getting letters and stuff. I gotta tell you, watching a, a young musician play an instrument you just made, like, just makes you want to cry. Like, it's <laughs> right in the feelings. Right in the feelers, and uh, it was just uh, one of my favorite moments of my career as a maker. And so that was. You know, I, I, the one thing I forgot to do, I was just talking about Atlanta, and um, I'm going to probably talk about that for months to come. But I forgot to say what I was working on today. I finished up my cigar box guitar. Right. And um, I'm so excited! It came out ten times better than I thought it would, and it's. I can't wait to get the video edited. Uh, I broke a string. Apparently, that's a rite of passage. You have to break the the skinny string in order to have it be legit. So I'm going to go tomorrow and get some new strings, buy probably 20 extras, and and, um, see if I can't actually play something as part of the video that I edit. My next project will be a 9-volt battery um, amp to go with it. Nice. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. But anyway. You know, with those cigar box guitars, you can very easily build them right in too, because it's it's an empty box. I, dude, I've got I've got a I've got a, a whole foot locker full of ideas. Um, I was going to say the f word, Phil, but I said foot locker. Yeah, just so no, you, know. uh, you went in the right direction I, there, right? Uh, uh-huh. A little course correction. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, but I do have a foot locker full of ideas, so I'm I'm going to be on this whole uh, guitar cigar what box was he guitar say? thing for Forklift a while. Forklift load, foot long. Yeah, foot long. Oh, yeah. freight, a freight charge. A freighter, freighter full right. of. Yeah. yeah. Not a spoon, not a fork, a knife. <laughs> no, never mind. Where are we going? What's going on? So, uh, I don't want to uh, take for granted. Oh, all, nicely all your, done. All of your Atlanta experience. Nicely. Hey. <laughs> I'm getting compliments from Bill, and I'm getting the horn of justice from Tim over there. <laughs> it's well. Yeah, you created this monster. That's true. That's you kind of did. Now, now the villagers are killing me with pitchforks. Okay, so um, this week's topic is taken for granted, and um, I think did Bill come up with Bill? Did you come up no. with this one? No. Who was this? my brain is so fried? The only thing I came up with um, is nothing. Team Money came up with that. Team Money came up with this. One. It's All got right. two thumbs and came up with the topic. This guy. <laughs> this guy. They can't see that though. Can, well, is, they it can okay if, it. <laughs> is, is it okay, Tim, if I refer to you as uh, T Dog Alicious? Uh, didn't you get the restraining order? I mean, there was yeah. there was some clearly defined <laughs> terminology. <in there>. <laughs> <laughs> we said no more to the T Dog Alicious. T Money is thin ice as it is. <laughs> I don't know. That one is genius. I really like it. Both it's because like, it just rolls right off the tongue, and two because it's the antithesis of everything that you are. It's, it's ironic. That was, yes, it's, that's it's, a good word. Yeah. So, Hold okay, on, I gotta look up antithesis. Hold on. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Well, I know. Honestly, antithesis is, but a thesis is something that 
you do for college, right? Yeah, so it's so anti-college it's like, is what like, it means. It's like not going to school. So it's like yep. cutting school. So Hooky. it's truant. You're a truant, Tim. Calling you team money makes you a truant. Yes. <laughs> Phil. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm just going to climb back off the ledge there. Um, <laughs> so uh, this week's is taking taken for granted. So whether we're taking our tools for granted, our friends for granted, our maker buddies or community for granted all the th- i just want to talk about or i think tim's idea was to talk about everything that we feel like we have or others have taken for granted well i i definitely i mean we all have people in our lives we take for granted i'm, I'm sure and and you know as we do the, I, I wanted to to sort of keep it into the workshop because i don't think we're really necessarily qualified to talk about well even the workshop for that matter we're probably not qualified to talk about but uh, i wanted to try and keep it related to our topic uh, being about reclaim woodworking and not get all into our friends and family type stuff if just because who are we to tell people how to live their lives right well we do put out a free radio show every week so every week so obviously we're experts (laughs) correct Um, yeah, but I was thinking about like the, the the example that I thought of um well you know it came up because we were talking about patreon uh, and, and, uh, and our, our listeners, you know, and so that is related to this entity, at least that, that, you know, we, we don't want to take them or, or anybody for granted as far as the fact that we wouldn't be doing this. Well, we would probably still be doing this, but it'd be really weird if there's no one listening. So <laughs> we don't want to take that for granted. So that got me thinking That's about. That's what I was doing before this all started. I just you used go to sit in your garage, garage and, and talk and talk to a blank computer screen for an hour every night. No, yeah. no, the computer wasn't even there. It was just a wall no. before. <laughs> but I painted mirror. it black, a little black square on the wall. Right? Yeah. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Every once in a while, Casey would come out there. You're like, Willie Loman, what are you, who are you talking to? <laughs> I gotta sell this car, Alice. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the diamonds. There's diamonds in the jungle. <laughs> but uh, so. death of a salesman. No. No. All right. No. He's, he's no. Um, so, but to, to bring it into a more tangible world, like the, the one example I can think of to sort of start this off is my table saw, and I don't mean just my table saw that I have now, Mister Dress's old table saw. I mean my table saw before that, even a little portable one that I had. Because for the first couple of years I was in business, I didn't have a table saw and I did everything with a skill saw. And so every time I wanted to rip a half inch piece of whatever that required like clamping stuff to the edge of the table and setting up a straight edge and this and the other thing. And now I can just walk over to the table saw, slide that beautiful little fence over a half inch. I'm a little OCD, so I check it with a tape measure anyways. But <laughs> and then right? just in case, you know, and then you and then cut and it's done. And it's like one of those things now that I've had a table saw in the shop for a few years, it's I just totally take it for granted, like, and I've and I was just thinking about that today. I was like, "Oh man, it used to be such an ordeal." I would like design, and I was like, "Well, maybe it can be an inch wide." Because if you only had an inch wide and you needed a half inch, now you got to kind of figure out a way to clamp that down with only a half inch to clamp, and you know what I mean, like little things like that. Um, so there's that. That was my big. I don't take my table saw for granted. Or I don't want to take my table saw for granted. So obviously, the safety thing I never take for granted. I'm always. Every time I turn that thing on, there's that air of reverence. But just the fact that I have that awesome machine, you know. So I'll start with that. I I am right there with you with that exact same example. I worked my way up from one of those skill saw job site table saws up to an old Delta contractor saw up until this uh, this jet hybrid that I have. And this thing is fantastic and I love it and I treasure every time I get to use it. And specifically, when I made that miter station at work, exactly as you just described him with just a skill saw and a straight edge, 
And then, you know, I got home that night and then I got to use my like incredible cabinet, you know, table saw. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So like those kinds of experiences always sort of set you back to zero and remind you of, you know, how good a lot of us have it in this shop. Like, mm. yeah, I don't have every tool I want to have, but I walk in there and I know I could pretty much make anything at this point. Right. Well, yeah, just, just that, uh, I mean, there's the, you know, in the music world, you just call it gas gear acquisition syndrome, where you always want the newest and the biggest and the best. And like, you know, so it's like, ah, oh, well, I don't have a saw stop like that guy, or I don't have the 17 inch bands. So I only have a 12 inch. And there's like all these, like, if I only had, but then it's like, oh yeah, I remember when you didn't have that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the critical component. Yeah. I think a lot of us are these like collectors, you know, we're like, oh, I got, and I'm super guilty of this myself. Me too. You know, like I've been for the last month and a half, I've been on Craigslist every day. I need a, I need a bigger uh, drill press. So I'm like every, shopping for those deals, looking for this, looking for that. And I get home, I'm like, well, my drill press is kind of small, but it pretty much does what I need it to do. You know, so hmm. it's just, but I, yeah, I want it, you know? So what I do you would think I would consider lending you my Vance's great great grandfather's drill press if you wanted to come down and pick it up. Um, but the only problem is, is I think it's just so old and squirrely. You just feel like, oh, screw it, I'm just going to use no, my no. little one. But because I, I, I think that's I a beautiful it. offer, and I really appreciate it. But I, I think I'm looking for something. I feel like it, I feel content. like it would be keeping you in the family. You know, it'd be like keeping you in the family in, in some capacity. But yeah, you would probably just end up getting another drill press and having it look pretty in the corner, like I have. <laughs> I don't want to take for granted what you just said. That might be one of the nicest things anyone has ever said to me. Well, by family, I meant you know dysfunctional family. But anyway, I tell you, you look like Ryan Gosling. What the hell? Yeah, but I'm not sure you're being 100 uh, <laughs> sincere there. <laughs> Especially since I know Casey's the one who said that. All right, all right. I just, but I might have just I, I, was, I, I was I was taking for granted that you would just believe anything. But so, Why don't you so just tell us out. about your gas, Bill. About my gas? <laughs> yeah, gear, gear acquisition, acquisition syndrome. syndrome. Oh, because um, earlier I did have gas. Yeah, yeah, we anyway. know about that. That's not the one I meant. So check it out. This is the definition for take for granted is is simply fail to properly appreciate either someone or something. And I think one of the things that we fail all the time to appreciate, and it's easy to do, all of us is time. Um, hmm. uh, a good example is um, I got to hold Tony Rouleau's oh. hand plane. Hand plane. He made these amazing hand planes, and, and Thou he shall sold not some. And, <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I, I really feel that I took for granted the amount of time and effort that he had put into those things because when I held it, it, it literally, it's a work of art. I mean, these things are, they're, they're phenomenal. And anybody that has seen one knows that. Anybody that's bought one from Tony knows that. Anything Tony does is phenomenal. But I'm just saying, it just made me think about it too. A lot of the work that we do when we get noses up in the air or people trying to underbid us, it's, I don't know if people are being mean on purpose if they just take for granted that it does take time when we make something, when we build something, when we do a commission piece, you know, and uh, even man, even the time management that we got to do to be able to make the time to build something, people seem to take for granted. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, I, I, could you build me one of those? I need it like, you know, tomorrow. They just, they don't understand. They fail to really appreciate exactly what it takes and how much time and effort you do have to put into something so time is something i think we all do that to For even sure. to each other sometimes i mean you guys definitely fail to appreciate the amount of time i have to 
put up with you guys, it seems like only an hour mm. a week, but it's actually to me it's more like ten. Hmm. We could we could fix that. Yeah, real quick, <laughs> real quick, Lutz. Yeah, that's that's an easy that's an easy problem. We're that, sorry yeah. you feel so uh, so underappreciated. <laughs> Maybe you'd feel more appreciated as a listener. <laughs> well, and and you know what's what's weird is you say take for granted, which again means fail to appreciate. But granted says, admittedly, it is true. So. Are you failing to admit that it's true that you guys both love me? Is that what's going on? I, you know, I don't know when this turned into a high school debate club mm. with you sitting there with your Mary Webster, but uh, I think it's fair to say that we're both fairly fond of you. So let's just move on from that topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So what other but, things? What other things get taken for granted that we can apply to uh, our world? Time is definitely a good one, and you brought yeah. up the point of like value, other people valuing our time, but I think us valuing our time is something that we all sort of take for granted too. There's the time that is necessary to do a project right, and there's the time that we're taking away from other things that we could be doing. Like Tim, I feel is a little bit different because you have this dedicated shop time that you're there all day every day because it's, it's basically your job. But like any time that I'm in the garage is time that I'm taking away from either my kids or my wife or myself in, in like, let's say, relax or sleep or rest. So that all has to be appreciated, I think. And sometimes we don't. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I've been self-employed for a long time as a musician and as doing this and whatnot. And so for me, there's the the, the line between working and not working is, is much blurrier because when you you know, or trying to support a family or just yourself, even as an artist, you're always working and, and, and you're always hustling. So my shop time is a part of my work, but my work also happens at home, like probably too much. Um, mm. that's just, cause it's just the nature of the beast. You're always feel like you're behind and, and this and that. And that, that is something like I, I mentioned a few weeks ago about how I just put the sign on my wall that says recess, like to remember to take recess and to just really appreciate the time in my shop. And even when I'm in my shop and I'm like, you know, in the weeds or kind of like feeling like I'm behind and I have all this work to catch up on. I still smile pretty much every morning when I pull in there. It's uh, because it is my sanctuary in a lot of ways. And I, and, uh, and I do try to just take a minute to just realize like, wow, this is awesome. I'm in this little corner here that, that I've built and, you know, I mean, not physically the, the building, but the, 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 the world that I kind of live in when I'm there. And, uh, and I, I, I don't, you know, there's the days it's like, oh, it's cold. I got to start a fire or like all this, the roof's leaking a little bit. I get to start a fire. How awesome is that? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. You get kind of like, oh, geez, I wish the ceiling was higher so I could flip this over. He's just like, what are you talking about? You used to be in a 200 square foot garage underneath your, your sleeping baby's room. You know, like, this is heaven, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, no planning today. Kids taking a nap, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. here, here's a different perspective uh, that's not a Tim Sway. Get it? Because Tim I, Sway perspective. I, anyway, um, <laughs> of my name. What about what about uh, us taking advantage of clients? I mean, not so much taking advantage of them personally, but like uh, I'll use Jimmy as a, an example so I can explain myself better. Because Phil's looking at me like he's either got gas. But you or said he's advantage, and you probably meant to say for granted. For, uh, yes, I'm really tired, by the way. So taking advantage, uh, taking for granted uh, clientele. Jimmy mentioned not too long ago how um, 
just for budgetary reasons, he, he stopped getting some of the bullet bourbon work. And it really was a wake up call for him because it was just something that was so consistent and that he knew that he could, you know, he was basically, you know, just taking for granted that that work was going to be there. Things changed, that work stopped being there. And it's kind of a wake up call. Um, luckily he just did a, a, some more work for Bullet again because again, budgetary, they're, they're back online. They love Jimmy. It's all good. It was never a bad thing, but I'm just saying if you have a, a, a resource that you, you kind of just get used to it always being there mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's not. That's one thing that can be that we could all take for granted, take advantage oh. of. Uh, let's clear that up. So you guys take advantage of me, but I take for granted that I'm invited back next Monday. Well, half of that is true. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, but I, I totally get that point. I yeah. had that, I had that whiskey box business going last year, like, like a steady drum beat, a business. And then, January, February, and the beginning of March, like nothing. So right. that's definitely like I shouldn't have sort of gotten used to that money. It should have been gravy the whole time, but then it just ends up getting incorporated into the into the old family budget. So then you're mm. like, oh, we're short this month, but really we're definitely not short. You know what I mean? Like we just have to readjust and not take for granted that, that money's coming in. I had the the um the the escape room adventure room place that I was doing stuff for, and that kind of dried up. You know, and that was like one of those things. It was like, oh, I got to make another one of these or that, and you know, it was like this nice, steady couple, like five hundred bucks here, you know, type of type of work um, that I was could easily do while I was doing other things, which is nice. A lot of it was smaller, but yeah, that now that's not there. So when January comes and there's nothing going on, you don't have that. It's like, oh, that would have been handy right now, yeah. <laughs> you know. Ouch. Or yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it, absolutely. It's um, that's but that's why, like like I said, I've been sort of doing this stuff for a long time and. That's why it gets really hard to stop hustling. Like right now, I have um, I've got almost the rest of my year lined up potentially for like some a couple jobs. But there's still this part of me that's like, gotta keep looking. I gotta keep looking. I gotta look every day. I gotta call that lady back. I gotta check on this because I know from experience that like forty percent of that or sixty percent of that could just fall apart tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and sure. so the worst case scenario is you get overloaded. You know, and uh, I if if you get overloaded, be I don't think I've ever been overloaded beyond my means. Um, it's just been a, like when you get that overloaded, then you have to stop looking like for me. Cause I just don't literally don't have the time. I just, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, there's a, that trying to, I don't know if I'll ever have the balance right. Um, but I know when I'm slow, I definitely take it for granted when I'm busy and vice versa. Well, I mean the, the best point to be in is when you're saying no, right. When you're turning down business right. or that people are buying priority spots on your list. Yeah. Like right, that's yeah, that, where you want to be. Well, that's where you want to be to where you, you're set up into a business where you're making things that you want to make and and you have clients lined up. So then you can – you don't have to hustle anymore because I'm still at a place where it's like, well, if I lose that one, I might not have another one. But if I have 10 deep and it's like they, it's like, no, it's not that I want a coffee table and you're the – I want a Tim Sway. Then it's because that's what you're selling in the, in the first place oh, is yeah. yourself, right? Yep. And that's what I'm – that's what I always say. And so then you get to that point where it's like, oh, I, I want a Tim Sway. It's okay if it takes a year. Then you're like, oh, that's that's awesome. Then you can just sort of, oh yeah, set a schedule, you know. But uh, I'm just not there. And, when you know, I, was, I mean, um, what a great problem that'd be to have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, the, when I was back in the bike business, we had there was a competitor of ours that only did uh, steel and stainless steel bike frames, and they were called Independent Fabrication, and everybody just called them Indifab. And these guys had a waiting list. When I say a waiting list, I mean like a 12 month waiting list. Wow! Wow! You got, you, you got on a list. 
to spend like five G's on a bicycle and you waited a year to get it and you were happy that it was only 12 months because six months ago it was, it was 18, 18 months. months. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's – and I was always astounded by that because like our bikes – were better, they just didn't have the same level of artistry. You know, like, that's what people were looking for. They were looking to have an indie fab bike. Well, yeah, when you're in that market, I guess, if, I mean, if you're, if you're going to drop five grand on a bike, it's obviously not your first bike or the one you're going to take to the beach on the weekends, you yeah. know? You can't so you've already, it up. Yeah, you've already got a bike, you know? Mm-hmm. It, that's your bike that you're, you've been saving. I could see that. Like, I have this, this double base that I, I had restored. It took me a year and a half to restore this thing. And I was like, I got another base. I got time. That's that's that level of clientele. Sure. That's the yeah. level of clientele I don't have. I have, you know, I'm in a working class. I'm a working class guy. I don't know if I necessarily want that level of clientele, honestly. Not if it's where it's got to be on their terms, only if it's on my terms. You know what I mean? It's like they're not like, they. W- I want you to, to match my drapes. It's like, no, I'm going to tell you what color drapes to buy. That's how I want it to be, you know. That's how team money rolls. That's how team money rolls, yo. <laughs> but we, we don't want to we we don't want to fail to appreciate the fact that you even have somebody asking your opinion about those drapes. Yes, yes. I, I like and, how he's and, trying to segue with the wrong phrase. That's what I love. <laughs> we don't want to make it seem like we are taking advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen. Listen to the. Here, here's one I was thinking of this weekend too. Going back to Atlanta, talking about uh, something something I do not want to fail to appreciate. Something I don't want to take for granted. Um, I, I had a moment to actually take a breath, and I'm looking around, and there's Carl Jacobson, and there's Jimmy Duresta, and there's Izzy Swan, and I'm I'm in their company, and it made me realize that. At any time, I could reach out to any one of these guys who are giants in in what we do in the maker world. And you know, Carl, I'm I'm having trouble with this on my lathe. Or you know, Jimmy, what can I do about this? I'm trying to bond leather to uh, wood. Or you know, Izzy, what do you think about some kind of uh, contraption to make this happen? Any one of these guys, we can reach out to all of us, and um, and, and they're there. They're going to answer. They're going to they're going to reach out and help you back. And that blows me away. I mean, it really, really does. Um, hanging out with Izzy this weekend was something I hope I, I never fail to appreciate, just that opportunity. And again, Jimmy was there, Carl Jacobson, and I'm getting hugs from these guys. They know who I am. Why, why the hell do these people know who I am? You know. So I want to make sure our listeners know I don't ever want to be that way either. Not that I'm on their level, but I think one thing I know we do not fail to appreciate is the feedback we get from people on our youtube channels and in this podcast and that's why it's so exciting it's so exciting to us when we when we get that feedback either in a review or somebody sends a topic idea or a question or whatever and i think all three of us get excited i see an email that phil sends me hey guys you know check out this thing and we all answer in our different ways and that's something we will never fail to appreciate in different ways we mean here. animated gifts <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was kind of surreal. GIF, to, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I no, totally agree. I know I mean, it's pronounced GIFs, but I, I can't. I just can't say it that way. What are you, what are you talking about right now? Graphic. It's GIF. Gruff. The guy who invented the GIF says it's a GIF. He's okay. And he's getting sued Clearly. by the guy who invented the peanut butter, so back off. Oh, oh my God, it. Bill. I just... Well, Casey, uh, can you do I something have, with I actually, this? I have something for that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, the people, yeah, for sure. I mean, 
the feedback, I absolutely love it. And you know what? It really makes you feel uh, appreciated and that you haven't been taken for granted when you when we all three of us and all the content creators, we pour a ton of time, energy, and money into what it is that we're doing here. And it's fantastic to get that feedback. It just makes you feel like what you're doing is for something. When somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, I love what you guys are doing. It really, really helps. Um, and, and the questions are great too, because then I can pretend like I'm important for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I still get a rush off of, uh, I mean, I've made like 300 something videos and I still get a rush off of answering comments and whatnot. It's just a really, you know, people like just, I mean, you know, most times it's just like, Hey, that was awesome. It's like, Hey, thanks man. But sometimes it even goes a little more and, uh, and uh, it's just floors me still, you know? Um, but I, I wanted to, to bring this into something else about uh, taking for granted because uh, the other thing as reclaimers, I'm taking your job, Bill. I know you're tired. <laughs> but So speaking of reclaimed, um, but as reclaimers, that's something that, that I try not to take for granted are materials. And um, I thought we could discuss that a little bit as well. Like I know that I heat my shop on scrap wood and, and – you know, also, you know, local felled trees. But um, so there's times when I'm cutting wood and, you know, there'll be like a six inch cutoff that I throw it into the fire bin because it's not getting wasted. It's getting, you know, but I'm not throwing it away. Um, and so I found lately that because it's been cold, <laughs> but that's almost over. Lately, I've been less likely to save that cutoff than I, I would have been. And, and so sometimes I wonder if I'm taking that for granted because I, then I know like like today I was talking about I was making those little little badge for my truck. I mean, I'm talking about using pieces of wood that are three and a half inches wide by five inches long. And I'm just chucking these things into a fire pit. But then it's like, if I don't, how am I going to heat my shop? So these are the kind of things like, I'm, you know, I wonder about, like, do you guys feel like you take some of your materials for granted? Like, you know, you're busting down pallets. You're like getting, ah, just kind of bust this board off. It doesn't look good. You know, as reclaimers. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. T- Bill, uh, I, I, yeah, I'll go first on that. Um, uh, I'll switch it around just a little bit though. Um, one thing I find myself um, failing to appreciate is being a reclaimer and having all these areas that I know I can go get, you know, bed frames and pallets and broken this and this and that because there's so much crap everywhere. Um, sometimes we lose sight of the fact of how sad that is. And we can't, we fail to appreciate the fact that there's so much out there that's being wasted. That's, you know, it, it's wow. I mean, it's great for somebody who likes to make things out of trash, but it, it really kind of sucks that there's so much of it, you know, and I, and sometimes I just fail to appreciate the fact that there's that much stuff out there. I mean, it's, it's kind of mm. sad. I, I, at one point I hope this podcast does make is we're not trying to change the world. Uh, you know, we've said that before, but if we can just get everybody to, to go out and, and maybe save one little thing, it helps. It really does. You know, every little step helps. So I, I always want to appreciate that knowing that if I reclaim something, if I upcycle something, it, it's doing just a little tiny, one little tiny step for, uh, yeah, mankind, one giant step for the moon. No, no, no I'm tired. <laughs> okay, Buzz. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, the amount of material that, that's out there sort of speaks volumes to the rate at which we as human beings produce crap. And we really could be doing more to salvage and, and upcycle and turn it back into useful things without it needing to go to a landfill. But uh, – and that's that's Bill's point and I totally agree. 
my point is that um, the the sweat equity that I put into creating this stock or a lot of it because I still do buy stuff, but a lot of it is is found, salvaged, um, right. reclaimed, upcycled material or whatever. Like I really like hang on to every little bit that I can. And even yesterday when I was doing this prototype box for the bunny box thing or whatever, I I glued together two scraps to make up the end cap of the of the box. Like I wasn't going to cut into a new piece of wood when I had these two pieces that once glued together would work for what I wanted to do. So I was like, I'll wait the half an hour for the glue up to, you know, to, to set up before I move on to the next step. Like I really do do my best not to take for granted the material that has cost money and, or, you know, my time and effort to, to produce. Mm. Mm, exactly. What I wanted to say is, uh, one thing I've been, uh, taking for granted is Skype. The fact that we use this to see each other and to feed off of that reaction, you know, I mean, we kind of, we try not to step all over each other, but it just kind of froze up on us. And I was like, wow, this is really hard not being able to see you two and still listen to the conversation and try and, and react to it. So let's, let's be thankful for this, whatever this online magic is that allows us to see each other while recording our podcast. Yes. This this internet magic. I totally agree. I think that we live in an age that uh, is pretty darn incredible. We're li- literally having a three way like video call, you know, for free right. for so, yeah. for free. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like when we were kids, this was stuff of science fiction. This it's was Star bi- Trek. It's bi coastal. Uh, two countries involved, and yeah. and three friends that would never have met. Never mind become friends. No. You know, yeah. it is. Oh. And then you talk about when you get to Atlanta, Bill, over the weekend, and there's hundreds of people from all these different corners of the world, like even even other continents that were, were there. Oh, yeah, man. There was uh, Jocko was there. Uh, Frank Simondo from Slovenia, I learned, was oh, there. Cool. Oh, is that where he's from? Yeah. Now I can say I have a friend in Slovenia. That is something I never would have thought I would ever say. I had met, hugged, and kissed a man from Slovenia. Hmm. That's our intro. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. All right. That's awesome. Do, 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 do. Feel free to keep talking, though. Well, as far as like uh, Tim was saying, you know, bringing this back around to reclaimed. Um, so I kind of said, you know, let's not let's not take for granted that there's still an issue of too much trash in the world, but. Let's um uh how often do we take for granted the amount of work that goes into just taking a pallet apart? When you think you got an idea for a project, right? You're like, yeah, great, I got a couple pallets over here, no problem. You walk up to that pallet, you throw it down the driveway, and you go, Oh my gosh, that's right, I gotta tear it apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Or you well, take the- advantage of the yield that you think you're gonna be able to get out of one. Sometimes right. I've had pallets right. that I've gotten like three slots off of. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then other ones you get every single board, and the nails just fall right out, like like they're just like not even in there. Yeah. It's like you know, everything works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even or, the or or how often? Not very often, but how often do you get a pallet that's made out of some kind of kick butt wood? You know, it's happened a few times. Yeah. It's happened like it's more like a lottery win, but it's happened a few times. It feels like a lottery win, doesn't yeah. it? It's like walnut, what maple, yeah, I, mahogany. Yeah. I've Is never had any of the really good ones. I've had some really pretty ones. Um, oak. I get a lot of oak. Uh, yeah, well, you yeah, know, like, the, a lot you, of the, oak. it's the concrete ones, like the quick crete. Those are made of oak. 
you kind of you learn what which ones to like you know what what buildings to drive behind you know if yeah. you're looking for oak you know steel delivery also yeah steel um, billet but then like the the fences that my my neighbor that in the, with the fence company they're all just crap Cedar. two by fours you know uh, yeah and one by fours and stuff but uh, you're getting all kinds of cedar planks from this guy too no well i get the use the reclaimed cedar is what right. i get you know yeah. but um but uh yeah the the pallets like everyone's while i'll go over there to you know to dig out a two by four or something like actually i built a bunch of shelves and stuff in my shop with uh some of the two by fours from that pile because they're all like they're all six feet long instead of eight you all know right. and they're just just crappy two by fours but if you need a two by four it's way better yeah, than buying one for sure unless you need how, one how is that cedar long. when you get it like it's 20 year old somebody's fence picket stuff right yeah it depends uh like what i i only grab the i don't really grab the like the half round you know where it's like kind of scalloped or whatever like with the thick the the, the picket yeah. tops like because it's just you can't flatten it out it's not a lot you can do with that but when the Sometimes it'll be some nice, like, kind of one-by-four type stuff will come in. Or what I have a lot of now from the offense he took down, it was um, interlocked. Um, they're like, um, what is it called? Uh, overlap, uh, shiplaps. Yeah. Shiplapped, uh, like, one-by-four, basically. But they're really only about five inches, inches thick. And uh, it depends upon, like, kind of where the sunlight was in a lot of ways. Like, some of them will be just beautiful. but And there's only, like, two, four nails in them, two in the top, two in the bottom for the runners that go across. So they're super Cute. easy to denail. And then the, usually the bottom foot or eight inches or six inches will be kind of rotten that was touching the ground. Yeah. And then the rest of it's clean. Some of it will have um, uh, like moss growing on it or some mold or some mildew and stuff, depending upon wh- which way the sun was hitting it or wh- whether it was a damp spot. And uh, you just kind of go through it. So I haven't gotten any in a while, but I still have uh, enough to make a couple coffee tables, I guess. Um, and uh, because it's been winter, so now yeah. the, when the spring comes and he starts – doing more fence work i you know i just when i just watch every day i watch the truck come down he's he's dumping his load you know just just make sure you don't fail to appreciate that tim i i do not i do not you know um because because we haven't mentioned paul jackman or dave gagne yet i'll do it now oh man (laughs) (laughs) almost had a clean one that time i know dave was at my shop a few weeks ago because he was putting up you know he works in a bike shop for his day Mm -hmm. job and um so they have a spot where people drop off their bikes and they lean them against the wall and he, you know, fixes them or whatever. Um, and uh, the wall was getting all banged up because people were leaning their bikes against it. So he, I don't know if it was his idea or whatever, they decided to put a, a picket fence because that's where you lean a bike, right? Against the fence. So Clever, like, yeah. So you'd say, hey, can I can I get some some fence? I was like, absolutely. So, you know, Dave comes down, brings starting, we grab some fence, they put it up along the wall like a uh, like wainscoting and it's yeah. beautiful, you know? Well, I, I mean, since Clever. you're going to say um, – Dave Gagne and Paul Jackman. I can say this weekend, I got to hug and kiss Paul Jackman many times, and I got to talk about Dave Gagne a lot because I bought uh, from his Etsy store when he came out with those uh, ten packs. Oh, you bought ones? Yeah, I, I had it, and it goes on my. I have this bag that's uh, it, has, it says "Police Line Do Not Cross" for the strap. It's like an army green, and I on the cover of that I put all of those buttons. And yeah. every five minutes, somebody walk up. Oh, where'd you make those buttons? I want to get it. David Gagne, check out his channel. Look for his Etsy store. Blah 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 blah. So I was talking about Dave all weekend and kissing and hugging Paul Jackman all weekend. That's right. That's Don't pretty- be jelly trolls. I uh, I thought those were suspenders when I saw them in the pictures. Oh, the police line. Yeah, I really thought they were big yellow suspenders. No, I'm not. I, That's although a look for I've you. been, 
I've been thinking, here's the problem with, I know suspenders were a thing, but here's the thing. Isn't that kind of just a self-wedgy waiting to happen? You can loosen the tension on them. There's actually a, a big argument for using suspenders instead of a belt. It actually makes a lot more sense if you think about it. Yeah, if you, if you, if you want to walk around wearing suspenders. Next week's I mean, topic, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next week. Belters actually Freakonomics already did that topic. Belters uh, suspenders. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh I got to tell you belt lost big time oh, I'm sure. I'm big sure. Big time. Your big yellow suspenders would be a hit. Yeah, uh, you know what else loses not, it's, is it's, the, it's a the... <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. That's just the wallet in the back pocket. That's the other one. Got to lose Yeah, that. I hate that. It's got to go. I don't like go. that. I I have not carried a wallet in my back pocket in 30 years. Wow. I, I haven't, I haven't even had crazy. a wallet for 30 years. I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wallet. I just keep it in my in my coat pocket or in the front pocket. Well, front here, pocket. here, I'll let you uh, – most of our listeners know I'm fairly um, liberally lent. Is that a word, lent, in no. that term? Well, it anyway. is. It's like borrow. Only if you're Catholic. Except when it comes to um, – and I don't hunt, but I love to shoot. So when it comes to guns – I'm a, a lover of, of guns. So one of the reasons why I carry my wallet in my front pocket is because when I lived in the States that allowed me to have a concealed carry permit, you need to do that because where your wallet would normally go is where I put my gun. So is that relevant to anything in the world that we're talking about tonight? I don't want to take for granted the fact that – no, I just – never mind. <laughs> I don't want to take advantage of the fact that I don't want yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> I wanna... said take advantage once. Why do you keep just... <laughs> twice? So what? <laughs> once, twice, three times three a lady. Three times a lady. Oh, wow, we're was... not taking that for granted. <laughs> yeah. Just all night long with Lionel Richie over here. <laughs> uh, I used to play. <laughs> All right, so Tim, I, I wanna I want to I want to appreciate your knowledge right now. <laughs> um what's a quick and easy way for me to make a cool guitar strap? A cool guitar strap? Yeah. I'm surprised that you didn't see the video where I made one from um uh lumber straps. You know those uh it's like that webbed uh, maybe I didn't. It was a quickie it, it, when I made that series about making guitars a couple of years ago. It might have just been. A, oh no, I think it was the water ski base video. I might have just showed ten seconds of it. But I took, um, you know, those lumber straps that are like the the vinyl web that you that are tied around large packages of lumber that that metal. So Phil, it. what's a quick and easy way to make a guitar strap? Reclaim seatbelt. I love it. Oh, there's yeah. a couch couch guitar straps. Does that? They have a whole line of them. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, and the best way to cut. Uh, seatbelts is to heat up like a putty knife, mm-hmm. and then and then it'll just melt the nylon perfectly in a clean line. You know, you know what I do have? You guys are both geniuses. What I do have um, is not seatbelts, but it's the same material, and it's not lumber straps. It's not that plasticky stuff. It's but they are strapped. I have some worn straps that you know, like ratchet straps. Oh yeah, yeah, same deal. Well, it's the same stuff as the lumber straps. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? I thought you were talking about like when the plastic thing. That oh, they, no, not those. That'd be too much work. strapping. But you could weave those. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. But no, I was talking about the ones that are more like the uh, like the the ratchet straps. Right. Ratchet yeah. straps. Tie downs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The good yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have yeah I, have some, I have some of those uh, vinyl tie downs. Yeah. No, those are those work pretty well. You and, could uh, do yeah, a they're... series of loops of zip ties. 
That would be Ooh. actually really uncomfortable, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, contact my best friend uh, uh, Ben Ueda because he's kind of like the zip tie zip tie guy, and I'll, I'll give him that one. We'll tell him it's for free. It's on us because we love him. Yeah, hmm. he is my best friend. You're totally right about that. Um, you know, you could just like for for what your for your cigar box, even just like a. It'd be kind of cool to just use an old frayed rope, like something really kind of, you know, like just Slack like real. Jawed. Yes. Yeah, real low tech or like an extension cord. You know, well, it's what? all about that like kind of backwoods thing. You know, how about how about instead I just make something that's cool that goes with my cool cigar box guitar, and not just like do a hillbilly like looking thing. You guys think I'm not wearing my pants right now, huh? Well, I don't we, want to prove us right or wrong. Yeah, you just I'd stay try not seated. To think about it. Yeah, just. I'm just telling you, I'm tired. I barely just, made it out in the garage, and my neighbors were screaming when I shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, well, let's, I mean, let's cheering, cheering. So I mean, they were cheering. Yeah. Cheering. What? What? Uh, yeah, exactly. Cheering. Uh, woo! Look at that fifty-year-old butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what people want to see. Yeah. <laughs> You I'll, have you know, I'll have you know, I was actually grabbed quite a few times this weekend and was complimented on the firmness of my derriere. Yeah, by how many middle-aged men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we watching? Um, I think, uh, Tim, is this the, did I get it right? Are you the podcast one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So go. I'm watching a podcast. Oh, how's that? Stimulating it must be. Well, I, I wanted to do a, what I'm listening to because I don't know if you guys have listened to or heard the hype around S Town. It's a seven episode podcast put out by the people that made Serial, which I actually never listened to, but that's put out by the people that make This American Life, which I listened to basically religiously uh, for for like at least a decade. Um, and uh, so they were they've been hyping it for a little while. I subscribed to it early so I could get all seven episodes right away and I binged them over half you know, Friday I listened to half and then I finished it today. And um it's it's just the most fat I don't want to say anything about it. It's just the most fascinating story. It's 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 not a feel good thing, you know, but it's worth listening to. There is a workshop involved to keep it on on task. The guys are actually the the main protagonist is a, uh, a clock or an hour logist, hour just hourist. Orologist. Is that what they call Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know he's and it's just it's the guy. The guys does a guy like that builds a house out of reclaimed materials. It's it's just a brilliant, amazing ride that really opens your eyes and makes you think about things in a different way. No, Brilliant. to answer your question, I had not heard of it. Okay, S Town. It's S-town. like seriously, like for people to commute. I mean, obviously, we're we're in a world where podcasts are, are a thing because people are listening to this. If you're a podcast person, you will probably appreciate this. It, it's just it's just brilliant storytelling, and uh, it's it's real. It's unbelievable. I will check that out. Hmm. Bill Lutz. I always thought an hour just was somebody who. Tried to help you with your cold or, or you know, when yeah. you mow the lawn, you get all stuffy. Yeah. Glossing over that, Bill Lutz, what is your oh, weekly? So, so this is, not only do I have... Hold on a second, Bill, one second. There it is. Okay, go ahead. Not only did I get to hang out with this young man 
this weekend, and it was uh, the pleasure was all mine. Billy McCord has a channel, and he likes oh, he's to awesome. reclaim materials. Um, check him out. He's only got like four hundred something subscribers, and I, I didn't realize that. And hmm. so let's change that. Let's show some uh, reclaimed audio love and give Billy McCord a look. See, he's got what uh, ten, lived fourteen, fourteen. Uh, videos and they're all cool i mean it's a serving tray reclaimed serving tray i see a uh, an occasional table made for reclaimed materials uh even how to make a pen press you know a shop jig type oh, cool. thing so check check out billy he also um like i said was i got to hang out with him this weekend and not only does he have an amazing first name he's he's like the second most handsome guy in the room when him and i are alone together Okay. Just let that settle in there for a sec. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I would like to second the uh you know, checking out Billy McCord. He's uh he's a good dude. He did a few reviews on uh on the Maker Tech reviews thing, so that was uh really cool of him and I really appreciate it. What's that? that. What's that yeah. you ask? If I may self promote for a second? <laughs> Maker Tech Reviews is uh is a website that I launched a few months ago and it's all about um reviews for makers by makers, the tools that we use, reviews by us so you're basically if you see a tool on there and you read about it it's a dude you know and trust and and his opinion means something to you not just sort of like a i don't know a blank empty face that you'd read in an amazon review for example like you know who billy is you know who josh price is you know who sean guthrie is when you read their review so and they, they all have bios and they all have links to their stuff and you see them using the tools that they're recommending or that they're you know uh, reviewing so it's a it's a really cool concept that I need to put more time into because I still believe in the concept very much. Thank you for mm. giving me that platform. Um, I am watching a fan of the show who reached out to us, uh, but I, you know, I could have very easily done this recommendation myself without being prompted to. Uh, Ian Parrish, and uh, it's the name of the of the channel is called Turning Round, and I'm not really a turner, and by not really, I mean not at all, but. Um, but I still appreciate the art form and, and I still love the videos and, and, you know, watching what it takes to do this kind of stuff. Uh, it just takes tremendous talent. And he's got, I think, something north of like 100 videos. So if you need any kind of instruction, there are, you know, the usual suspects as far as, you know, uh, Carl Jacobs and, and even Le Picbois and all, all these guys who are into turning. Um, but I would also recommend turning around. He's got almost uh, 3,000 subscribers and he does a real, real great job of illustrating, you know, the technique and, uh, and you know, just everything to do with turning. And and uh, seems like a good dude. So I would – did I say he had 100 videos? Clearly I'm wrong about that unless – no, no, no. Actually, he does. You have to hit the load button to get more of them. Yeah, he's got a whole bunch of videos. He's been doing this in a while. I would uh, – Even I knew that. Yeah. What, what do I know? Uh, I was in Atlanta. Oh, wait. That was you. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, he's a good dude. I would check out that channel. And by that, I mean well, go check it out. You mentioned Atlanta. Let me do a few more just big names that I, I had the pleasure to meet. Russ do Clarity it. was there. Um, uh, Steve Carmichael, got to got to meet him. What a um, nice guy, Steve yeah, Carmichael. Honestly. Oh, man. Sweetheart. Seriously. Yeah. Steve Carmichael is, is exactly like he is when you watch his videos. So he's pretty cool. And uh, uh, Stumpy Nubs, James Hamilton. I got to actually give him a big old hug this weekend. So that was a lot of fun. And, and like I said, hopefully next week I'll, I'm going to try and make a list and, and just thank a lot of people and, and um, 
make some kind of a video or a sticker board or something because I got like a thousand stickers from everybody. By a thousand, I mean not a thousand, but a lot. All right. Is that cool. is that is that everybody? I think so. Let me do a head count here. Yep, that's everybody. All right. Um, our channels on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Again, check out MakerTechReviews.com, WilliamLutz.com. Thank you, Justin Sparks. TimSway.net. Thank you, Jason Payne. Contact us for show topic suggestions, feedback, uh, you know, topics, all that stuff. We love it. If it's going to be something in depth and you really want us to pay attention to it, then info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Well, don't say it like one of those that. We pay attention to easy all of ones, it. Then feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Well, you know, Tim, Tim, dude, that was that – was, actually, I'm just taking advantage of this interruption because there's one person <laughs> I forgot to give a shout-out to. <laughs> Sterling. I got to yeah. hug and kiss oh, yeah. Sterling. And it was amazing. I felt like I could just um, jump around and do like a little dance and then go hug and kiss him again. He's very easy. I didn't think I've, – I've known some easy people before, but Sterling's kind of easy. He was digging on the, the Lutz hugs and the Lutz kisses. That's all I can say. But go ahead, Phil. Where were we at? My channel? No, we were not at your channel. Oh. We were at Feedback. That's channel. Hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. Um, we love the iTunes reviews we've been getting. Please keep them coming. Take the 30 seconds to write us a review. Uh, we love it and it really helps the show. And if you want to help the show even more and you want to, you know, fast track the growth of this podcast, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Again, the best way to help three brothers out. That's all I got. And we absolutely will never, ever not appreciate it. Exactly. Or, Peace out, guys. So Have say we week. all. So say we all. So say we all. Bye, everybody. Have Be a good. Good week. <laughs>